we won't for the first few minutes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Jesse Lone Show, this special Thanksgiving edition of the Jesse Lone Show. I am the Lone Jesse, here with my lovely little cousin Summer. Summer, how are you doing on this Thanksgiving? Grand. <laughs> this is a little awkward, huh? A little bit. Different? A little different. So, I'm excited. You're excited? <laughs> Nervous. Where were you last Thanksgiving? Here. You were? We had it here. I was in Texas. Yep. You hadn't moved here yet? Nope. How was last Thanksgiving? Last, last Thanksgiving was a was a tough one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> because Danielle and Derek weren't here. Okay. And then um, I had plans of my family meeting Charlie's family, but oh. we broke up like three weeks before. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But don't worry, the family pulled through <laughs> and everybody showed up. <laughs> and that's actually, that's perfect. So on that note, I was going to ask if Grandma did anything crazy last Thanksgiving. <laughs> she wore... Her wig. Really? Have you seen her in her wig? I've not seen her wig. <laughs> she wore her wig. Oh, awesome. Which she's a little self-conscious about. But I would not say anything bad about it. God, I hope she wears it today. I don't know. I think she got her feelings hurt by somebody at some point oh. recently. I don't know who it was. But um, that's it. Really. Nothing crazy happened minus her wig. That's yeah. not like the fancy wig, so it doesn't look as natural. Yeah. <laughs> And so you're my second guest after grandma. <laughs> and uh, you had mentioned that it was funny that how grandma accounts some of your conversations with her. Mm, yes. So <laughs> you're not obligated to, but is there anything you want to clear the air about? Or I'd like to say I did not go on a date with Riker. Riker was is one of my best friends. Okay. And she just got some names confused. Okay. I actually went on a date with a person named Jesse. Oh. <laughs> Spelt with two E's. Oh. Mm -hmm. What? 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 Yep. How long did that last? We went on two dates. Good. He treated me very, very well. He was really, really good. You got a date for each E, though. No. <laughs> I yeah. There yeah. It just something wasn't right. So. Huh. All yeah. right. Very, very. He's my friend, so very kind. But cool. Just didn't work. And then um. Yeah, the the incident about um about mom coming over and talking about is summer in love and the so, so me and Charlie did go over to grandma's house and she played us some love songs Aww. which I appreciated. <laughs> I They're would very not have. good. <laughs> but then there was that whole other rendition of what she was saying about me and mom coming over and things like that. Yeah. I, I was just confused throughout the whole time listening to what she was saying cuz yeah. I don't I don't know what she that's okay. Which was interpreting. Like I said, my dad watched it and he said <laughs> that it was adorable, first of all, because she is an adorable, crazy old lady. But he also said that it was interesting how she accounted some of the incidents. Especially with past. him. Yeah. He was like, yeah, there was definitely some things that didn't line up. But he said, like, he could see where she took this story from this time in, uh -huh. like, a different state and mixed it with this one. So she's a little... But, hey, man, at 83, she's doing pretty good. Yeah, she's sharp. So. Yeah, she's doing good. Take what she said with a grain of salt, though, folks. If you <laughs> and so the last time I saw you, we went and saw Joe Rogan. Yep. What did you think? 
<laughs> um, uh, he's a little inappropriate. A little inappropriate. By your standards, I would say he's probably a lot of inappropriate. Um, but, but he was good. I can handle inappropriate just yeah, because, can. because... My parents, my our family. You hang with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can handle inappropriate. Um, so what, what what were the most inappropriate? Well, we don't want to <laughs> throw his bits out there, but was there anything that you felt was over the line too inappropriate? Gosh, you know, uh, honestly. Yeah. Okay, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, and so I, when I lived in Berkeley, um, I would go to Oakland for some like amateur comedy shows. Uh-huh. And to be honest, I think that say it that our world is so broken in the the sense of like sex that they have to turn everything about sex into a joke. Yeah, everything. I could see that. And so I think like it was just absurd, like too much about too sex. Much sexual stuff. Yeah, unnecessary. Just and, unnecessary. Yeah. You know. Some stuff is funny and true yeah. or whatever, but, like, it's just, like, a little too much. Yeah. But I think it's a little too much because it's, like, we have to make a joke about a some about something that's so devastating. Like, something that, like, has been abused and mm-hmm. turned. Something that's, yeah, beautiful but is turned. Um, twisted. Yeah. Well, that's, like, that's where I feel... I see where you're coming from, but that's kind of, I feel, a reflection of our society today. Cause the way it I, is. The way I look at comedians are like modern-day philosophers. And granted, most of them will tell you, don't take anything I'm saying seriously. Like, he said himself in the show, right? He's like, I'm going to say a lot of stuff I don't agree with. Yeah, yeah. But it's making you think about those issues, at least, maybe in a different way than you did before. And we're all fed a narrative... You know, which I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. But you see what's happening in our society today, and it's gross. Yeah, absolutely. Society's getting grosser. And they're just kind of, yeah, pointing it out and poking fun at it. Yeah, that... Yeah, it gave me... That's why, yeah, going to the comedy shows in Oakland and then, like, that... Yeah, showed me, like, wow. So what were they like in Oakland? Were they dirty in that way as well, or...? Um, yeah, some were. Yeah? Yeah. Um... I mean, some, you know, they're beginner comedians, so some was like, ha, ah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, one, and I mean, it's just my taste of comedy, but, like, some, I don't even know her name, I think she's a little bit bigger, I don't know, but she, like, humped a chair for five minutes, <laughs> made it, like, awkward, you know, to the point where it was, like, awkward, yeah. which is her point, Yeah, it was totally her point, and, yeah. you know, whatever, but I was just like, it reaches a point where it's like, not f- funny yeah. anymore. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> that's brave. Though. Okay. That's like, yeah. It is. Have you seen that brave. new Netflix uh, thing on Jim Carrey? Mm. It's called Andy and Jim or something like that, and it's about his playing Andy Kaufman, and basically how crazy he went playing that role. Uh, but like, uh-huh. I never realized how, how that. Andy Kaufman was that way. Like, he did a lot of stuff that I would not consider funny, but he's considered, like, a comedy genius. Yeah. But I'm like, I watch him, and I'm like, this would... It pissed a lot of people off, and I would have been one of those people. Like, what's this guy's problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a weirdo. I guess, I guess, yeah. They probably have to take a step. 
beyond like we're talking about me and mom were talking about Miley Cyrus yesterday because mm. we were watching iHeartRadio and how she like watched a something about her and um she's like in her house and like living a normal life wearing jeans mm-hmm. you know barefoot just like casual herself but I think at some point like I hate this but in order for people to be famous they have to be do some sort of crazy bold thing to get noticed. And Miley, I think, like, Miley Cyrus did that. She went off the deep end for a little bit. But then, like, it was partially maybe her craziness, but also partially an act yeah. in order to, like... And then now she can be actually who she really is because she's got in, like, media attention. now she's attention. all straight edge, right? And she's all goody-good again? I, so. I don't know. I don't know goody-goody, but she's, like, last... Or on the iHeartRadio, whatever, yeah. she's saying one of her, like, country more country songs rather okay. than, like, a pop, you know? yeah. Because she did go off the deep end. It's like, she did. With some of those, and it's, I wonder how often, it's like, they're, like you said, they're just playing a role, but then you become the role, because you're playing it all the time. Right, because that's their life. Yeah, and it's like, it's kind of like being a pro wrestler, like Ric Flair or something, like he became Ric Flair, <laughs> and Richard Fleer died, and he became this crazy wild man. Yeah, And that's true. I don't know, I guess some people don't come back from it. So that's cool. Cool of her. Like, Britney Spears, man. I don't know if she ever came back from the deep end. I don't know either, but... Like, she pokes her head up once in a while from the deep end, like, hey guys, I'm still down here, and everyone's like, yeah, what's up, Britney? <laughs> that's it. Uh, but people, I mean, I would see her in a second. Britney? Oh, oh yeah. she's huge still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like Backstreet Boys can still sell out stadiums. It's crazy. Mm, yeah, yeah. I still see him. Which is... That's cool. I'd go see him too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So you made it all the way out to California. Yep. Which was like my dream growing up. <laughs> and now I'm like, I would never want to do probably. So what, how did you like it? So I lived in Berkeley. It was good to live there for a year. I think, yeah, it was awesome being able to live there for a year. Because I got to take Bart to which is the train yeah um to from berkeley to san francisco you know whenever and i'd go there mostly to see musicals and stuff (laughs) but i got to see tons of musicals you know for super cheap um i lived right off of the bay never heard those two words (laughs) cheap musical no cheap in san francisco oh yep nope i know um i lived close to the bay so i'd run around the bay that's cool and we don't get to do that here. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. And, like, yeah, living on the bay was so cool. Um, yeah, so it was, like, a cool experience, but I will never, if I have a choice, unless unless God calls me back there, <laughs> I I will never live there because it's expensive. Yeah. It's I lived in a two-bedroom apartment for 3500 with five other girls. And it was, our apartment was probably as big as the downs, like, this downstairs. Yeah. Wow. The whole apartment? Whole apartment. Kitchen, rooms. So 3500 between five girls, you're paying. So where did you sleep? So three girls slept in one room, yeah. two girls slept it's in like the other. Dorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. They had a bunk. They had like a loft and a bunk bed. And then I had two twin. Yeah, we had two twin beds. Did you guys ever party? Get crunk, five girls up in that place? <laughs> no? No, not really. Because Berkeley. Yeah. Um... Berkeley's interesting, like the college environment. Like, there's the party scene for sure, but 
alcohol is expensive in California. And it, not a lot of space to have, have like, a party there. I yeah. mean, and then I was, you know, a Catholic missionary, so. Not much marriage, marijuana? Uh, yeah, probably not, not in my apartment. Probably, <laughs> like, on the Telegraph, which is, like, the, the main mm. street where the hippie crazies homeless people live. <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you, what do you think then now of all this craziness going down in Berkeley? The all the protests yeah, and all that. This is happening all after you left, right? It did. It started happening right after I left, so I missed all that. Um, I don't know. It's pretty typical of Berkeley. Yeah. Cause like yeah, like the students at Berkeley are very intelligent, very very smart. Their life is is um, school. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but they're also, like, pretty, pretty radical, and Berkeley's always been, like, pretty radical, um, liberal, or whatever, yeah. you know. I wasn't really shocked by the liberalness, honestly, but like, very what, liberal. What was the atmosphere like when you were there? Could you feel, like, this thing bubbling up before? Or was this, mm. everyone expected Hillary to get elected, right? So everyone was probably on cloud nine while you were there, right? <sighs> I was there a year before the election, so there was, like, political talk, but not a whole lot of, like, political talk when it came to Trump or Hillary yet. Um, But I know a lot of people were, like, a lot of, like, my friends, like, on Facebook I'd see were just, like, it was more of, like, a fearful thing when Trump got elected because a lot of them, you know, either their parents are, a lot of them were minorities, their parents like their first generation going to college yeah and so they're more fearful for like their family and like the immigration issues and things like that like it was fear it wasn't like what i saw from them i didn't like talk to them like personally about it but what i saw from them was like fear of like what's gonna happen to me what's gonna happen to my family Mm -hmm. because it was more personal you know whereas like us were white yeah, we don't have anything to worry about. It's like when Trump maybe grand elected, my grandma, but you know, yeah, that situation. But like we're yeah, pretty white. Healthcare, yeah, but you're right. It's like white privilege. <laughs> yeah, so we're white, so it doesn't affect us as personally. No, I was talking Grandma Swisher. Mm. Like it might affect you know she's brown, but other than that, nothing. So I so, think it was more fearful for them and because your family that side coming from your dad's side is more liberal right yeah no qualms in saying that um but you're right we didn't have anything i want to say not to worry about so then what did you think of like the (laughs) once the like racial unrest started occurring because that's when i started getting worried is like like you're right at first i was i i kind of took it as a joke because a I thought it was hilarious how many of the liberals just expected her to get elected. I thought she was going to get elected. I thought she was going to get elected. I was telling my mom last night, like, the day that, that morning of, like, the election or whatever, I was telling my friends, well, I think I said something, well, you know, it'll be nice, or, I don't mean, something about, like, I guess, like, Hillary is going to be president, you know, tonight. Yeah. Like, I honestly didn't expect Trump to get elected. I, I shouldn't even say liberals thought because I thought, and I know a lot of conservatives that thought, 
And there was like the people that said, oh no, it's not going to happen. And these are the reasons why, but they were kind of criticized like <laughs> crazy. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, and I saw all these people freaking out and I, I thought it was kind of funny. Then you watch that freaking out turn into real civil discourse. Right. And that's when I'm like, oh shit. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> she could hit the fan. Uh huh. What'd you think? Do you think the country's in this like, do you think the country's on a brink of civil war like some people say? Honestly, I think I, I can't believe like how ignorant I am. I think it comes from living in Colorado, honestly. <laughs> Because I didn't know that people, like, I knew people were racist, but I've never been racist. That, you know, never been racist, never been sexist, like, never, like, that, like, just doesn't cross my mind. Never crossed my mind. Of course, like, we notice differences. I'm going to notice if somebody has, you know, is super short, super tall, super curly hair, straight hair, you know, black, white, Mexican. Like, you just, like, notice those things because that's human. But, like... Yeah, I honestly didn't think that was, like, still, like, that huge of issue. I was, uh, yeah, so I was, yeah, I'm surprised that it's, it's dumb. (laughs) It's dumb is what I think about it. Especially growing up in Loveland, Colorado, because this is a pretty white town. Very white, yeah. Until as of recently, I mean, it's still pretty white, but especially when we were growing up, it was white. But not by the fact of, like, people... Not one. Like, it wasn't gentrified. Yeah. Like, people weren't keeping black people out. Like, there just weren't any white really blacks and Latinos. It was a right. lot of white folks. A lot of old white folks. Mm-hmm. A lot of old, rich, white money. And you're right. It's like, growing up, I've said this before, like, growing up, it never seemed, like, race was never an issue because, A, I was never being taught, like, those are the bad people. Because right. there were never those, you know, <laughs> forgive me for saying those people to point out. There know? wasn't... And then it, this is sad, it, yeah. But there wasn't crime, like a whole lot of crime. There wasn't, crime. There wasn't a whole there wasn't, lot of poverty well, like you said, here. It was an ignorance. Uh-huh. And then going to Texas is where I really saw racism for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Where granted, there's a lot of diversity in Texas, but there's also definitely those good old boys mm-hmm. that are like, eh, damn, damn folks, you know. And it's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's. Yeah, that's real divisiveness there you got going on in your heart. <laughs> yeah. Which I'd never encountered growing up in Colorado. Right. So you're right. Um, yeah, I guess the South, I mean the South, like, my friend, um, she's from Tennessee, and, like, I had another friend from Alabama, and, like, they are like, oh, yeah, it's still, like, very a thing. And I was like, really? Like. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Like, I see these articles now where it talks about, like, the most segregated town in Kentucky or whatever, or in Alabama, and it's, it's like, real. There's schools that are just nothing but black kids, and not by a fact that they don't allow black kids in the white schools or, you know, whatever, but just uh, poverty-wise, you know? Neighborhoods are, yeah. 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 Gosh. So, I hope there's not, like, a civil war or anything like that, but I think it's pretty stupid that we're still on this issue <laughs> like honestly are you kidding me human beings are human beings yeah no if it's period t- 2018 <laughs> if you still think like you're better than this person because of the color of your skin like you're real special kind of stupid yeah you know? yeah um, but i mean then like i try to put myself in 
So we just described our situation growing up. Yeah. Try yeah, to yeah. put yourself in the complete opposite pair of moccasins, right? Like, imagine being a kid who grew up being taught that's wrong and that's, you know, what you hate. And you never knew any different. And it's like, like kind of when I got out of Colorado for the first time and went to Texas, I was shocked by the racism. Yeah. Like, do you think, you know, some skinheads get out of that part of Alabama or whatever and get to a place and go like, oh, wow, like people hang out together. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I probably, it's probably a shocker, but it is, like, it is, I mean, for someone who's been, like, taught that, I think it's retrain. You think it's retrainable? I think you have to train your brain. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I don't think it's I don't think it's natural. I do not think it's natural. I have perfect example. I was talking to mom about yesterday was I had a friend growing up who their parents adopted them and one was Mexican mm-hmm. and one was black and my other friend was probably, you know, we were little, probably like 6 years old and their parents are white didn't realize even that they were adopted. Like, okay, white parents, Mexican (laughs) girl, black boy, you know, and didn't notice that they were different races. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like I don't think we're literally born being racist. I don't. I just don't. Yeah. And (laughs) so Okay now let me for the sake of being devil's advocate, let me argue against that just because A I would say you're as in, you're a lot more innocent than the average human being, Summer. <laughs> first of all, so that might be a factor in that. But like evolutionary wise, you don't think that maybe there's some like I, I know that you're hardcore Catholic, so you don't necessarily believe in evolution. But no, oh, wrong. Wrong. Okay, wait. We got to get into that then. But you know what I mean. Okay, then evolutionary wise, like you are genetically trained that this is your kind and that's your kind that like that'll continue your species you know what i mean does that make sense but so what is, is our kind genetically ingrained well, exactly. our kind is humankind i understand I, i'm sure that we're animals survival the fittest yeah. things like that but um i i, I think that I'm just saying like I I wonder if at the deepest genetic root if there's some like a white guy sees a black guy and is like different you know what I mean or if like the human mind has evolved enough or is like enlightened enough to like you said white guy sees black guy and he's like brother you know exact like humankind I don't know I don't know it does does it I wonder if it has to do with this idea of original sin ooh tell me more <laughs> because I don't think people are Let's evil. Get deep down the Catholic. <laughs> You're talking about summer sister. I don't think you know people are are um, evil. Inherently. Evil. Inherently evil. I kind of do. Really? Yeah, kind of. But I think okay, so like okay, Adam and Eve, um, born, you know, whatever, eat of the fruit, and um. Death enters the world. That That's what enters the world when Adam and Eve um, turn away from God, don't trust in him, mm-hmm. eat this apple, not apple, fruit, <laughs> eat yeah. this fruit, whatever. 
And so death enters the world, and so there's this original sin, which is the tendency to sin. Concupiscence. The tendency to sin. So concupiscence 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 yeah concupiscence tendency to sin so then we're baptized and and this original sin is washed away but we still have the tendency to sin this is why i have a podcast so i can fucking remember words like that (laughs) so sorry so we're baptized original sin is washed away okay but we still have concupiscence the tendency to sin okay so so we're not born evil we just have the tendency from them Okay. Yeah, right. If I'm hopefully I'm not butchering Catholic teaching, but I, that's what my understanding is. <laughs> I'd say you, you know, know it pretty well. Yeah. Like, so we're born with like the tendency to sin. So maybe that's that's where the tendency to look at someone, see myself as okay. We see difference, but then it gets twisted that there's this difference. Therefore, I'm better. Okay. So I, I see what you're saying. I'm not saying this is justifiable. It's not justifiable. At all, but. I never looked at it from a biblical perspective, but I just always looked at us as like we're talking apes, kind of, you know, yeah. we're, we're enlightened apes, and our more primal instinct is to be like selfish and, and you know, uh, what's the word, primal, whatever, yeah, you know? me, 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 and and survival, but our human instinct has like evolved to the point where we're beyond that, you know? We've learned. Most of our day is spent suppressing those urges. At least I know I spend most of my day suppressing some of my urges. And, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, it's, it's not, I don't know, not that we're evil, but we're just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. Have the tendency to sin. Have the tendency to sin. Concupiscence. Concupiscence, yeah. Concupiscence. Okay. So now what about, Evolution, because I thought you can't believe in evolution if you're Catholic. Er, wrong. <laughs> okay, so the church hasn't come out with like a like a, a document that says anything, you know, like whatever. But so there's some Christian denominations that take scripture literal okay. that says the earth was created in seven days, just like the Bible says, seven days. Catholics don't believe that. Um, we can see that, like, you know, seven days could have been, you know, day one could have taken freaking a thousand years. years. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Our time's Ta- not relative to God. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, uh, like, the creation story is, um, like, al- allegorical to, like, a reality. So, so it's an allegory to, like, what actually happened in order to explain you know? Yeah, I like that. So, um, so what I'd say is, like, I, I I think evolution is true. Like, okay, the Big Bang happened. What, you know, Big Bang Theory, whatever, happened. But it was created by God. I don't think that I was a fish before I was human. I think God created, created the fish and created, you know, created the human being. Like, he created human beings. But, like, like, I think God has a part in, like, evolution. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. A hundred percent. You know, but it's it's proof. It's proven that we've, we're way older. Yeah. The earth is way older. That, um, that mm. mom was saying that we're point 
2%, she learned that we're 0.2% or something like that away from genetically different than orangutans orangutan or something yeah. like that. You know, we're yeah. really, really close. That 0.2% obviously makes a huge difference yep. in our genetics, but we're really, really close. So, like, um, I think Adam and Eve could have been, like, you know, they could have been, they were pre they were prehistoric man. They yeah. probably didn't look like me and you, for sure. sure. They were probably pretty dang ugly. <laughs> They're prehistoric man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I, what you're saying totally lines up with my beliefs, even though I'm not, I don't have any Catholic beliefs, what I would constitute as Catholic, but what I've told you is, like, my, you know, the universe, to me, is God. You know, this continual eternity that we'll never understand. We'll never understand it. Yeah. Just, like, we'll never understand God. And that evolution is, like, fueled by, yeah, this perpetuation that we'll never understand. Like, this existence that we'll never understand. That, to me, is God. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we're, I can't wait for heaven because there's going to be so many things that (laughs) we're going to be, our mind's going to just be blown. Because we can grasp, we can, we can learn, we've learned a whole lot, but there's so much that we just don't even know. Okay, so we're totally touching on heaven by the end of this, but (laughs) let me ask you this. Um... Because you're, like, this genetic evolution of man, you see it, but then up until a point, there's this crazy transformation, right? And that's where they say they're still looking for the missing link. Because we jump from being, you know, half ape to hominids. Yeah. And, I don't know if I used that word correctly. To man, whatever it's called, yeah. But that, so, like, Terrence Terrence McKenna had this theory that it was because of mushrooms, like monkeys ate mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, and it expanded their mind, and they evolved. I don't know. Oh. It's called the stoned ape theory. I don't know how factual stoned it is. Stoned ape theory. Yeah, it's legit, legit. <laughs> but so, what what do you think of that? Like, because I agree, we had to have come from this history of these beings that we have records of walking the earth. I think God created man. Yeah. I do think because I am not dismissing the theory that it was aliens (laughs) right well people have this crazy theory that aliens came down and they were they saw these monkeys and they were like hey we're gonna genetically which we have been known to be able to do now or we have the ability to looking forward we'll have the ability to genetically modify a creature man if this is what life is if this is what it, it turns up being I go to heaven and, and, it's some and it's aliens, I'm yeah. gonna be like, crap, man, that sucks. Crap, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in aliens? I asked Grandma this. Um, she's funny, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Not at I all. do not believe there's life. I think, I think, wow, the universe is so huge. Yeah. I mean, there's no, yeah, I mean, in, in scripture, you know, there's no, nothing about another earth or whatever yeah. in another life, but. Um, is there, like, like water, like proof of water or life on Mars? Right, there is. Yeah, they say, they think they say there's ice and there might be life. There's no proof yet, but they think. Yeah, some so bacterial something. Poss- bacteria. Yeah, you know, like possibly, but you have to think about Earth. Like I think it's like um we had, it's amazing like how perfect the earth had to be like aligned and i don't know all the scientific stuff no you're right but like it had to everything had to be 
perfect and right. Yep, the distance from the sun, the atmosphere, the elements. For and it's a pretty pretty little odd. Yeah. It's a really little odd for there not to It's an infinitely impossible odd, really, it is really what is. they've said. Yeah. Which, Which is, is why where you can be like God. God, boom. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, did he did we come from the big bang whatever, you know, yeah. Yeah. But it had to be like a particular had to be something. Doer, you know? Well, that's, yeah. that's always been... Because that's... If I'm going to be scientific and believe in the Big Bang, that's my first question. It's like... Where okay, did that come from? Where did the Big Bang come from? Well, it's it was this, you know, yeah, infinitely dense piece of matter that... Where did okay, the dense piece where, of matter come yeah, from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like everything has a beginning. Where's the beginning? Right. Oh, wait. Then there's Alpha and Omega. No big beginning or end. It's eternity. And that's where I'm like, oh, fuck, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... But you're right. So, where did it come from? So then, so like life on another wherever <laughs> planet, whatever, it's it's possible. Yeah. But could it be? Um, I don't want to say that as good. At, like humans are pretty amazing. Yeah. Animals are amazing. Well, you know. And then I look at it like, like you said, the Bible being an allegory. Could it be that you know, in the writing of the Bible, God was like. And by the way, let them know that on planet Z29, nah, wait, scrap that shit. They'll blow their mind too much. Like, they can deal with the dude walking on water. Let's, let's hold off on letting them know that they got some, you know, brothers and sisters out there. Well, don't Mormons believe in, in aliens? I don't know how that works totally, like 100%, but. Me neither. Being that I did know a Mormon, do. A former Mormon. The way it was explained to me is basically like they believe if you do everything right, like okay, I could be wrong, but I think if you don't do everything right, you'll be reincarnated. Reincarnated, but they believe it, that yeah, like there's many different planets with many different like gods, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because you can become yeah a god if you're on the top level of there. There's many levels to heaven, and you got to work your way up to that, or else you'll keep yeah you'll you'll keep having to work maybe on different planets. Like you're not maybe bound to this one, oh, really? I think. But until you reach that top level, and then you get your own planet, I okay. think. If there's any Mormons out there who I'm pissing off, I'm sorry. Feel free to correct, correct it's, me if I'm wrong. It's a lot of yeah, different theology. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've tried to wrap my head around it, but I'm like, wow, okay. And then there's Scientology, which is... I don't know anything about Scientology. Yeah, it's a whole other batch, but it's kind of... To me, it's almost kind of... So, okay, full full disclosure, I have a cousin who, you know, was Mormon. I won't say his oh, name yeah. in case he yeah, yeah, I now. forgot, yeah. Yeah, but he became a Scientologist then, and... That jump to me wasn't that big once he explained both of them. Because once he explained the way mm. Mormons were, I never knew that they believed they'd get their own planet and this kind of shit. And so when he told yeah. me he was Scientologist, I was like, man, what? That's kind of crazy, you know? Then he explained to me what Mormonism was, and I was like, oh, that's that's not that far off then. Because Scientologists is like, they believe that... Oh, I'm not going to go there. I don't want to piss off Scientology. <laughs> I'm not big enough for that. I can't fight that battle. But... It's like bits and pieces you hear. Off. Yeah, there's bits and pieces you hear from like, cause I I like studying Mormonism. Like I I in college like like to learn a lot about like Mormonism and like things like that. But you hear bits and pieces from other people, and it's like yeah, you gotta go to when it comes to like religions, you gotta go to like somebody who actually practices or is like the source mm-hmm. because you hear so many different things and it's like. 
He gets twisted and false and And he was whatever. Like had to get up early for like five thirty, you know, early in the morning to go to school before school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for Mormons, yeah, they have yeah. their their go to their ward or I was whatever. Like, I would hate my life. Oh my like, I thought it was bad getting up at seven thirty or, you know, whatever to get to school by seven thirty. That was crazy. Yeah. Um Yeah. Catholicism. So you were talking about like kind of the difference between cat your Catholic Christian Catholicism mm-hmm. versus like fundamental Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like what do you think of that? Like people think like the Earth's like eight thousand years old or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, dinosaur fossils are like, no, it's a trick. Yeah, <laughs> the devil's trying to trick you. Um. Okay, so I don't want to sound like as arrogant, but like I think in other Christian denominations, like I think Catholicism is the fullness of truth. Um, so I think other Christian denominations have good aspects. Like, I've ha- I have Christian friends, you know, in, in high school and all growing up. They've, like, taught me a lot other Christian denominations. They really yeah. have. They've, like, really helped my faith quite a bit. Um, and they have, like... How be- so? How? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I know any fundamentalists, but, like, um, because a lot of Christians, like, do have that, like, that personal... You know, Jesus Christ is a personal Lord and Savior. But honestly, <laughs> yeah. that sounds cheesy. But, like, they do. They have like, this, like, personal relationship. That's my Jesus. <laughs> with yeah. God. Yeah. And and I think um, one of my best friends, her dad, like, when I spend the night at their house, like, used to pray before they went to bed. And, um, and yeah, they would pray before their meals. And I think, like... And she would talk about Jesus and God a lot. And I think um, that that helped me see that, like, oh, wow. Like, I can actually know God as not someone who's far and distant, but actually someone who is, like, here now, close to my heart. Mm-hmm. So that helped me. Yeah. Um, like, you don't have to go through saints to get to God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not what Catholics believe. We don't have to go through saint like have to, yeah. but like saints are like a beautiful witness to having a real relationship with God. Like if you read like anything that the saints write, they know Jesus. They know him like really really well. And and then like Mary, mother of God, you know, like Jesus came to know man, came to earth through Mary. And so like we come to know Jesus through Mary. Yeah. Um, okay, so because that's like that's like you know a perfect way. Maybe not saints. Like you don't have to go through priests to have a relationship with God, huh? Um, You're like you don't wow. have to <laughs> have to. But gosh, thank God for saint uh, for saints for saints for priests. But for priests because yeah, yeah because um. You know what I'm asking next? <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, keep going. Because. I mean, and I've had a lot of good priests in my life. Yeah. And I have a lot of priests friends. And there friends, are good ones, yeah. You know? And there are bad ones. There are. But, um, because, because Christ instituted the Catholic Church, and Peter was the first pope, and, um, scripture says that, tradition says that in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and, um, and he, he gave, he gave us, you know, 
people to be ordained priests so that we can have the sacraments. Yeah. And the sacraments are, well, it gives us definition, outward signs of inward grace. So, like, we're able to receive Christ in an intimate and deeper way through the sacraments. And without priests, we don't have the sacraments. Without priests to go to school and um, be ordained to change wine and bread into the body of Christ, I cannot receive Christ in that way. Mm-hmm. I can still receive Christ. I can still receive, you know, the Holy Spirit and God. I can still pray. I can everything. But there's not a more intimate way to receive Christ than through the Eucharist, which is the body and blood of Christ. And so growing up, though, you kind of felt like this was like the only way to get to Christ. Not the only way, but it was your main way. And then you hung out with these Christian friends that made you see like, oh, there's this understanding of God outside of the church. But... The church brings me so much closer, so it's like the best of both worlds, kind of, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, totally, because Christ- Christianity, like, you know, evangelicals and Protestants, yeah. branched off of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So they have aspects of what the Catholic Church has. Just human beings are broken, and, and they've, um, they don't know, people don't know. That everything that, you know, Christians have, Protestants have, is actually, comes from the Catholics. Okay. Huh. Okay. The Catholics just have been a poor representation of what our faith actually is. So then... Because they've misunderstood it. They've gone to Mass every Sunday and just like, well, this is just the (laughs) thing I do. (laughs) There's definitely Catholics that loathe their religion it seems like yeah they yeah they don't but they don't don't understand they don't understand like i've encountered not that other people haven't but like i have i've encountered christ and i've learned and i have had good priests in my life i've had good friends in my life to show me like the beauty of the church but if you just go to mass every sunday and it's freaking boring then What's cool? What's so great about being yeah. Catholic? Well, it's like, what are you getting from it? It's not... It's missing its purpose, which is where... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I always appreciated my dad's understanding of God because, I mean, I don't fully understand his understanding, but he's the one that kind of taught me, like, nah, you don't need a priest or a pastor to talk to God. Like, because I'd go out... You don't, yeah. Yeah, I'd go out to the garage and he'd be you know, crying or something, you know, sorry dad, but he'd be, he'd be crying, you know, talking to his mom and dad or God, you know, praying. Yeah. And I'd come out and he'd be like, I'd be like, what are you, what's, are you okay? He's like, oh, I'm just talking to God. I'm like, oh, okay. And I go inside and be like, my mind was blown. Cause I was like, wow, God made dad cry. Like, I wonder what, you know, well, <laughs> like, well, whoa, yeah. what's going on, you know? Yeah. You don't, you don't need a priest to a pray. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. What he's losing his family, siblings, you know, passing away. So he's like, going some shit. Yeah. But I asked him as a kid, like, how do you talk to God? Like, how, how do you do that, you know? And he knelt on the side of my bed with me, right? And we prayed. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't get anything from it still. I didn't feel that feeling. Like, he was like, you'll feel it. You'll feel it, Jess. But I feel like I've felt something since. But still, you know, not Jesus. But so... You said priests. You know what I was going to bring up. Because you were like, there's good ones and there's bad ones. <laughs> yeah. So then what did like, the Catholic Church's response to it? 
Um. Because from what okay, I heard, so like, they'll just like move a priest. All the scandal and stuff happened in like the early 2000s, like the revealing, right, mm-hmm. of like all this crap that happened. The whistleblowing, yeah. Um, I was young still. Like, I think like, you know, fit, okay, 17 years ago, how old was I? 25, 10. So I don't really honestly remember when all of that stuff was happening. Yeah. I don't. So I wasn't reading I the newspapers. Well, <laughs> I was 10, but okay, anyway, keep going. Okay, 10, 8, whatever, okay, yeah. you know. Um, eight, yeah. So I don't, I don't remember everything that went down. So I, so I don't, I honestly don't really know. I know, yeah, I heard yeah. that they moved priests around and like hid things and things like that. This is what I've heard. Um... There's this crazy movie on it. I can't remember the name that of it. That just came out recently, Did a couple it? years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Um, it was really good. I need, I need, I would like to see it. With Michael Keaton, I think it was. And yeah, it's like about the, the newspaper that broke the story. And, uh-huh. And how, yeah, anyway. But I would say like, yeah, I don't want to make any, I'm not making any excuses because like no person should sexually abuse anyone Mm. period priest not priest (laughs) you know no person should and that is an act that's a sinful act like that is an act that's terrible you know it's a whole other kind of terrible yeah Yeah, it's just wrong and so should that have been hidden absolutely not um but like there's child abuse abuse sexual abusers whatever child abusers freaking everywhere and you know what yeah the priest is should be is a representation of christ Mm -hmm. and goodness and and they have failed some priests have failed but it's not every priest there's so much goodness there's so many good men so i will defend like i will i will defend christ and the priesthood like till the day I die, and there's so many good men, my friends, who would never, ever do anything like that ever. Yeah. You know, um, and I think like the church has gotten highlighted because apparently it was hidden. They've did some crappy things. Um, I guess but it, they also have, like, I think recently come out with, like, you know, needing to take responsibility for that. And they should go to jail. Priests yeah. should go to jail for yeah, that. they should. So. Definitely. They should be, I mean, treated like anyone else. And it, exactly. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, there's, is, I don't know the good to bad ratio, but there's good that, that comes from it, too. So you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, it's like... Bad priest equals bad church. No, yeah. they just are bad men. <laughs> yeah, I think the response is probably the most questionable thing. But like you said, I mean, it, they should go to jail. It'd be. Yeah. And but had... like, and, and like you said, I mean, it's not an excuse. But look at Hollywood and what the fuck's going on there. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, there's just as much, just as much scandal and crap going on. Remember when I was in a kid, every religion. everyone was like, Jesse should be an actor. 
that's so dramatic I'd cry all the time and they're like you should be an actor Jesse right and I'd always put on little shows good thing I didn't make it to Hollywood man I wasn't ready for that life oh gosh yeah shoot really bad yeah so there's that there's that and so then heaven tell me about heaven summer well I can't wait for oh I don't want to die <laughs> right now <laughs> of course but heaven's gonna be great yeah yeah cause it's eternity we don't know a lot about heaven I don't think I don't think anybody really knows a lot about heaven but uh, I could agree with that <laughs> but it's real it's all eternity it's all goodness and beauty and and we're fully united with love. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want it to be like, oh, like a so hippy-dippy, woohoo, you know, place. But Now, this is where we get into the fun part of the conversation. Because you understand <laughs> everything that you just described there sounds like a mushroom trip. <laughs> right? Like, you know you can experience that without dying, right? I mean, you'll feel like you're dying. I mean, you'll almost die, but you won't really die. But is it true love? It's pretty fucking true love, man. It's it's taught me a lot, um, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I've never been high. I told mom this. Like, it was cool to see. I'm not saying it fixes people. And there's definitely, like, if someone already has a mental condition, there's definitely dangers. Like, I was watching these. Uh, I have a lot of free time lately, right? So I was watching these drug documentaries on Vice. And one was about, like, people tripping on psilocybin in other countries or, like, having a mental condition, though, and a guy, like, stabbed his cat and uh, crazy mm, shit, right? Yeah. It's like, if you already have something dark in there lingering, then maybe you shouldn't fuck around with this stuff. But I had a friend who was just kind of that human that believed humanity was superior. You know what I mean? He was very, like, he'd squash a bug without a second thought because he's like, oh, I'm a human, you know? He shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> and we tripped, dude. And we're laying in the park, and he talked to a ladybug. And <laughs> Crazy drug talk. But he talked to a ladybug. And forever after that day, he was changed. At least in that sense. He was still an asshole. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like, it didn't change him into a good person. But it changed his outlook into wildlife. And, like, he respected nature after that. It was crazy to see just one day, one activity, you know, one crazy 8 to 12 hours of laying in the grass. And then he was, like, all of a sudden respected wildlife. So... So this is my question. Yeah. You know, I'm anti, you know, I'm anti-drug. Yes. All drugs. Yep. Um. Oh, say that? I'm gonna puff on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not condoning it. Um, is that the word? Condoning? Yeah. Well, condonings. Yeah. Approving yeah. of. Yep, know? I'm not. Um, so... Why... Why use a substance when you can feel that when, way naturally when you don't need it when i can encounter true love freedom that's, unity with nature whatever yeah. without it that's a fair argument and cuz i cuz i i mean i haven't talked to a ladybug i mean i've talked i've talked to a little ladybug but you know haven't had yeah. a conversation with a ladybug yeah but but so that's but I think, but I have like encountered something bigger than. So let me you ask know? you this, Summer. 
Have you ever felt the earth breathe? <laughs> no. That's a real question. <laughs> right? And, uh, wind. <laughs> so, and it sounds crazy to other people, but until you do it, you, you can't understand it. And I, But I understand what you're saying, because that was mom's outlook. My mom is the same way, very anti-drug. And she was like into Reiki and yoga and all this other meditation ways of releasing energy and feeling this way. And she's like, you can feel this without this drug. And I'm like, whoever feels that they can feel this without that drug, like even people who are in a Kundalini yoga, supposedly you can get this crazy high from it. I'm like, you've never done shrooms apparently. (laughs) You've never experienced what I've experienced. And yeah, like you remember how I used to have a tumultuous relationship with God, right? We could say that. Yeah. And that was cured, for lack of better words, through a psychedelic experience where I talked to God and God was like, look, man, it's okay. Like you're forgiven all that fucked up. Cause my whole thing was like, Oh, I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've told you like, Oh, I'm evil. You know, I'm always fighting my evilness. Yeah. And God was like, Hey man, you're cool. You're cool. Just be a good person from here on out. There's just one thing you got to do from here on out. And that's love. And I was like, like crying, like, Oh my God. <laughs> And and at the same time, seeing these crazy geometric patterns that I'll never be to under, be able to understand. Like I mean, patterns with like like looking like crests, like with writing, you know, inside of it that looked like Russian or alien. I don't know, like different, just different I, language. Something my mind made up, or I didn't. I don't know where it came from, but I want to believe. The, the, the person that's such a, a proponent for these substances wants to believe that it's like you're tapping in to some kind of like ancient knowledge, you know, or some kind of ancient energy. I don't know. Because I was seeing these patterns I'll never be able to understand. And then, funny as it sounds, through the smoke detector. I don't know if I've ever told you Yeah, story, I remember. I yeah, yeah. When me and Danielle and you were. Yeah, when I, we were drinking probably. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm talking <laughs> to the smoke detector and, I'm, and God was like, dude, just... Let it all go. All that stuff you've done, let it go. And just love people. Which sounds pretty like God from how I know who he is, yeah. And I would say. All I <laughs> can I say is like, I had went to youth groups growing up, right? I went to years of youth groups and I went to church. Not every Sunday. But I, I for years in high school, was trying to find God. And that's why I had such a, a tumultuous relationship with God at the end of it all. Because I felt like I never found him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like I was being ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at one point in my bedroom, as a teenager, I'm sitting there crying, and, like, you have those, you know, student Bibles with notes and stuff, and I'm, like, shredding it apart. Because you remember what a crazy emo kid I was. Yeah. And I'm shredding it apart, like, crying to God, like, where are you? What are you going to do, you know? Well, obviously, my life didn't get better. So, but I spent so many years searching for what this substance boom, showed me through a smoke detector. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can't explain it. I can't, I, I see where you're coming from. I can't defend it. It's just my experience and I'm very, I, I, very I, grateful for I'm it. I'm not going to say that you didn't encounter God in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I will not deny that. Because by the way, that you cannot deny someone's experience like with God. <laughs> yeah. You just can't, you know. But 
I, yeah, I still think, like, yeah, that freaking sucks. You know what? Like, I want to feel him all the time. Mm-hmm. I do. I want to pray right now and hear him like I, like, really heard him and felt him when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I do. More than anything in the world. But sometimes it, like, doesn't happen, but doesn't mean he's not there and with you, you know? Like, it doesn't. And, like, that's the thing about, like, love. Like, it's not just about the feeling. It's not just about the experience of that amazing moment. Like, that's when, like, faith really comes in. And that's hard when you just are suffering and you want something good and aha yeah an aha moment to happen you know um and that's where my relationship with god is still not completed i'd say i guess oh it's a total journey yeah Yeah, it's not like i'm a hundred percent like but i had that experience and obviously like i still don't the jesus christ is my lord and savior things just never made sense and never clicked and at that moment like i was even you know i was just saying, you know, for what it's worth, my experience with God, God told me, like, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but I, to be fair, felt like this was not, I felt like this was the spirit of the son. It was Jesus. It wasn't God. It was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yep. Which was really yep, yep. fucking weird for me because, like I explained to you, my understanding of God is the universe. And I've never been in a Jesus and I've never had that Lord and Savior aspect of it. But he was a person. But well, not even a person. Just this spirit of him. I don't know. Could it be the Holy it. Spirit? Well, here's what I'm saying is like, to me, God is existence. God isn't quantifiable as a a voice that can tell you everything's okay. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. for this voice to tell me, everything's nah, okay. dude, it's cool, everything's okay. All you need to do is learn to love and just love every day and that makes everything better. That to me is separate from the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I'm saying my relationship's not complete because I'm like, okay, I how does this to yeah. something? Something talked to me, but it's not. Or maybe I was talking to the universe. I don't know. But so to your point, like you said, you won't discredit my interaction with God. But so then I would ask you in that. Then why are these substances? Why do they seem to be so? Bad. prolifically a portal to talking to God because everyone seems not everyone but the majority of people have these experiences where they're like you know I talked to the higher being and um what do you think yeah uh, obviously we don't know uh because like I just think drugs are bad <laughs> <laughs> because okay but weed Bad. Yeah. But drinking. That's okay. But you can do it in moderation. Do people know. do it in moderation? No. Yeah. But, you like... You smoke in moderation. But once you... I mean, I'm very ignorant, but once you, like, smoke, like, after one puff, <laughs> are you high? <laughs> oh, there's definitely levels to being high. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely... But, I mean, one puff isn't going to... In my opinion, impair me. I've puffed multiple times so far, and I do I see it would impair right me. It would. So you've you've gained a tolerance for it. I've one gained, yeah, one drink, be, okay. one sip of alcohol is not gonna impair me. Anybody, even if I hadn't drank ever, one sip doesn't. 
impair you. You but know. You understand my relationship with alcohol. I mean, you know, yeah. Which is not a healthy one, <laughs> by any means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, and I agree. I'm not justifying alcohol at all. I think yeah. alcohol is bad. We've seen it in our family. You know, we've seen it. it alcohol freaking sucks, too. Um, but I think the difference is, is like, is, like, self-control. Like, God, like, God gave us, like, the fa- faculties. I don't know if that's the word. The faculties to be able to, like, have self-control and like moderation and things like that and with drugs like it's a it's an outward substance that uh changes things in your body or whatever and so and that can lead to to your to those points bad things good things but we've seen a lot of bad with drugs (laughs) to those points to, to to every point you just said yeah now Take those categories you just listed, basically, and if you put alcohol and marijuana, right, and let's do a compare and contrast of these categories you listed, right? Uh-huh. In terms of self-control, like, when I'm drinking, that's where I lose self-control. If I have a few drinks, like, there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no two or three drinks for me. Right, which is, which is what you have to know. But you I just can know have about yourself. some puffs, and then I can put it away, and I could go the day and be fine, and not feel like I need it like I would with alcohol. And then in terms of self-control, like, if I overuse alcohol, I'm definitely going to lose all self-control. That's when I'm like, oh, I can drive, you know? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Whereas with marijuana, like, the the most self-control I lose with marijuana is, like, I might eat too much pizza. <laughs> but that's, like, the only thing that's self-control-wise. But is it is it changing, like, the state of your mind where you're not truly Jesse? Anymore. Like, is it changing the state of my mind where I'm not truly Summer Swisher anymore and who I was created to be? So, I wouldn't say that it changes me from who I truly am, but, and this is where another thing that mom argues against, because my mom thinks that, you know, you should be able to reach these capabilities without this substance. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, but yeah. my dad understands. My dad comes from a different place where he's like, oh, I get it. Where, and I've, I, I was explaining this to you at the end of Joe Rogan. I feel like my ego is oh, yeah. bigger than me. <laughs> and you've experienced it. Everyone in the family has. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. If you know me, you know what I'm talking about. Where I can totally become consumed with myself. And in those moments, if I take a puff or two, it like poof, kicks me outside of myself. And I'm able to see what an idiot I've been. And I'm like, oh my god. You know, and then I either go one of two ways. Like I watch a movie and I just leave the world alone because like I've been too, you know, uh, I don't know how to exp- what the word is for it. Like, Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah. Too self. Too engaged. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, I need to check out. Uh huh. Or I go the other way, which is to me the wrong way, and I get more self conscious, and then I start like apologizing to people, and I'm like, oh, sorry, I've acted like such an idiot, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, generally, though, I try to just take a puff or two, and I go, oh, I can see where that was dumb. Or, I should, I can see where I shouldn't have said that. All right, just chill, you know. And I'll think and, like, kind of can't analyze. Like I said, it makes me anxious and analytical, but in a way that I love, because it makes me actually consider my actions, whereas I can get to a point where I'm not considering myself. I don't think before I speak or before I act. If I... 
you know, take a puff or two, sit back and go, oh. And, uh, well, I can't do anything to change it now, so let's just try not to act like an idiot for the meantime, you know? <laughs> well, I think, like, then again, I've never been high before <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think there's, like your mom said, like, I think you can do that. And I don't know. I don't know. Your mind, my mind, all different. But, like, I don't, I think there's other ways. There's just other ways. That's uh, just, you. you know. Because, I mean, examination of conscience is, like, a way you can, like, look. Because I'm prideful. I'm prideful Think about myself all the freaking time, too. But it's like, okay, like, yeah, how do I step outside of myself? I'm always constant. yeah, constantly saying, like, how do I step outside of myself? Yeah. To stop caring so much about my freaking self, you know? Yeah. Like, I can, it's, but it takes practice. It takes practice. It's an it exercise. Yeah. And I guess that's, uh, so I guess this is just lazy. Effortless. Means effortless, yeah. To do it. Because I'm just like, all right, look, I can't do this on my own. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay to be an idiot sometimes. Okay, I forgive myself. All right, back to the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I'm telling you, man, you should try it. Then there's, like, nope. people like my brother who's never tried it, and I'm like, I don't know, it could go one of two ways. Like, it could either be really beneficial for him, maybe, maybe, he'd be like, oh. or maybe it would chill him out, or I don't know, I don't know. Or maybe it would, like, wig him out, I don't know. I know I've had friends, though, that smoke, and they get, they freak out. Yeah. They freak out. So it's not for everyone, and that's where yeah. I'm saying, like, my relationship with alcohol completely different from other people where other people are able to drink and they're fine yeah i'm an idiot that's the genes the genes in our family i just think maybe one's better for some than others and that's why i think uh, i'm gonna fight for it i'm gonna fight against it yeah <laughs> what a jerk what a jerk i will never say yes to you're hurting but even if it's helpful to me or what if it's helpful to people like look at my aunt man and cbd how it helps her parkinson's and, like, that's a real medical benefit. You watch these kids? Yeah. You ever seen these videos? You ever seen these? Videos of what? No? Okay. Let me play you a video right now and get your live reaction. I mean, because we think of, like, okay, painkillers and stuff. Like, those are, uh, all medicine is, is, comes from the natural world, right? Essentially. Mm -hmm. But then it's it gets, like, chemically... Twisted and all that jazz. Most are modern day medicines, like a pharmaceutical impression, like uh, a copy, right? They did their best version of copying. Yeah. The real natural molecular structure of the... Yeah. But that's where like Oxycontin is like heroin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What if Come on saying that Oxycontin is good either, you know? Yeah. Like a... Uh, if we're gonna be... Like I'm all... Anything that's abused is bad. Yeah. You know, and even, even if... It, Alcohol, abuse, bad. Painkillers, abuse, bad. You know, any drug can be abused and be bad. When we first met Greg, his shaking was so severe that he informed us that he would need a few puffs of marijuana in order to participate in the interview. The difference was night and day. What do you say to those well, that say marijuana needs to be tested and regulated and have the high taken out 
for pharmaceutical companies to consider it a valuable medicine. Huh. That's a pretty and I only mean this as a measurement as to how much it is actually a pathetic thing to say. Oops. Pause. Shoot, yeah. crazy big sigh <laughs> i don't know jess i don't have an answer i have to think about it more yeah i mean because i mean i will still be anti-drug <laughs> oh i think i will always be anti-drug but like i yeah i mean that's crazy right yeah and that's like people with parkinson's like my aunt Vic, right she'll take cbd oil and i don't know i haven't seen her Actually, personally, but there's other video of people with Parkinson's where they take like CBD oil, non-psychoactive, so it doesn't get you high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't have THC in it at all, which is the chemical that actually gets you high. The CBD is just the medicinal part of the plant. It's actually legal in like states like Texas. So it's. So maybe maybe I would yeah maybe I would say that that that's. that's you just don't like people getting high. Yeah. <laughs> You're a buzzkill somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, that's true. yeah that, yeah that's that's. Why are you such a buzzkill? <laughs> I'm not a buzzkill! Because <laughs> I don't need to get high to have fun. That was that high pitch summer <laughs> spell that I needed to check the volume for. That's awesome. Uh, can I go pee too? Yeah, dude, go for it. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, to talk to myself, to talk to the audience, try to keep us entertained. I just think that I mean, obviously, there's so many more benefits to marijuana that have been listed out. Uh, you look at why it was made illegal. I mean, back in, what was it, the what 40s or 50s when the textile companies, I know that there's a name behind it that uh, Joe Rogan always quotes off that I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, because you know, it was competing with paper, it makes paper, it's uh, more sustainable. I mean, you can grow crops of hemp uh, as, as much in an acre to make way more material than an acre of trees would. Uh, it's, uh, it grows obviously abundantly. So again, sustainable as any other, uh, resource. It's, it's the most sustainable resource. So <sighs> Colorado, I definitely would have to say I'm proud of proud to be from Colorado, the state that was literally the forefront, the leader in making this legal. And hope to see other states take a, take a hint, follow suit. Missing out on a lot of money, that's for sure. You see stories of Colorado's, uh, oh shit, let's see. Let's see right now what Colorado made for 2018 in marijuana revenue. 2018, 2017 so far. I'm going to look up... Uh, what Colorado's marijuana revenue was for 2017 so far. Shoot! Colorado passes a milestone for pot revenue. July 19th, 2017, total revenue was 
$506 million. Well, that's a lot of money. Let's see. As of October 11th, Colorado has eclipsed $1 billion Whoa. in marijuana <laughs> revenue. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And meanwhile, Denver just made, this is where Denver's fucking up. I'll point out your mistakes too, Colorado. <laughs> Making Kratom illegal, which is another plant that I take that gets me high that you're oh. not in favor of. I learned something yesterday yeah. from my mother about it. Tell me. What did your mom tell you? She's a nurse. It's it's highly addictive. Oh, uh, that's a lie. And something about popcorn lung. Oh, that's... That's e Oh no, that's oh yeah yeah that's that's all right. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, the e-cigs no, 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 no. give you popcorn popcorn lung. Supposedly, but yeah, I've seen those what, articles, sorry, dude, and it looks gross. So I don't want you to have popcorn lung. So you just better stop. Well, <laughs> the this is if you use e-cigarettes. They're talking about the tobacco cigarettes oh. though that are cut with like crazy triglycerides and shit. Oh. This is an all-natural marijuana oil. Not cut with anything, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about my lungs, Summer. Oh, good. They're healthy as ever. Glad fact, I was worried about your dad's lungs. We subtracted the plant matter even, so it's healthier. Were you worried about my dad's lungs? Why? Your like, dad's you lungs? Smoking cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. my, 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 you my, know. Dad my dad's lungs. My dad's lungs. You know I've been so anti See, I mean, the anti-cigarette, you know? I've been this, this way since I've been freaking two years old. Dude, I've been smoking more lately. Uh-oh. Yeah, it, and it, by more, I mean like maybe two a day. And it's not even a full cigarette, though. So by by more, I don't mean more cigarettes. I'm actually probably smoking less, but the frequency is different. More this often. is where I'm getting weird. Yeah, like when it's like 11 in the morning and I'm like, I feel like having a few drags of a cigarette. I'm like, oh, that's weird, you know? Because mm -hmm. I'm not that, I've never been that way. And that's where I feel like I'm getting uh -oh. an addiction. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I don't even want to be addicted to, I was thinking about this morning in the shower, um... I don't even want to be addicted to coffee and how I feel like I'm like, crap, I'm freaking addicted to coffee because, you know, I wake up in the morning, I'm all tired and, oh, it sucks. And then I have like my drink of coffee and I feel so much better. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm addicted to coffee. So it's like, I even don't want to be addicted to coffee and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I definitely had you know? a caffeine thing going on for a bit because, yeah, I, I too was, I was buying those canned, like, you know, little Javas. <laughs> That have like oh <laughs> grape soda get your grape soda on girl but you know what I mean like those little things are like two cups of a coffee and a little mini shot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I was drinking like five of those a day <laughs> like by the end of the night I'm your like, heart I can't is go to sleep yeah I'm oh tweaking. shoot I hate that yeah so what do you think what's your Who? so first time drinking this is Zevia grape soda I learned of it from Joe Rogan it's got zero sugar Thanks, zero Joe. calories four ingredients right. Like I said, I kind of like it. Everything these days because of him. But he's my new Bam Margera. But I can taste the Zevia in that. That's sugar, right? The no. Well, yeah, that's the sweetener. The sweetener. But it's all natural from the stevia plant. It's stevia. Oh, stevia. Yeah. So what is? So it's called Zevia. Stevia. Stevia. Sugar. A, nope, it's a plant, and the stevia leaf extract is the sweetener used. So yeah, it's just an all natural plant. It um. I mean, it definitely tastes better than, like, I remember the first time your mom introduced us to all-natural soda. Yeah. Oh. Freaking crap. You <laughs> the know? Yeah, yeah! Yeah! That was the worst! Uh, well, yeah. when you're used so to bars, or, yeah. This is, this is better, but I also don't like, you don't like diet sodas. Mm-hmm. It just tastes more sugary. The sweetener tastes more sugary. Even you think, does that taste sweeter than normal soda? It does. Uh-huh. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. See, I think it tastes exactly like Welch's. Like, if if anything, like, I feel it tastes as sweet, but it's not as syrupy to me. Not as syrupy. I agree. Because if you pour this in a glass, it's clear. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It isn't as syrupy. But it's a, it's a, yeah, I think but you just have to get used to that kind the of The reason it's, it's sweeter is, you're right, the stevia extract is actually sweeter than sugar per milligram or whatever. It's yeah. like those, like diet sodas, like you're saying, that uh, acetaminophen, no, that's, that's fucking. <laughs> Tylenol. That's Tylenol, yeah. <laughs> what that is, is it? What's the, what's the sugar they put in there? Um, aspartame. Aspartame, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, or can- sucralose is the, the cancer, one. the cancer causing. Yeah, the fake sugars that are like 50 times stronger than real sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Is they this say- cancer causing? No, but I don't know. I've heard like. I heard somewhere that there might be some health. I don't know. Probably. I would be surprised. We got Google right in front of us. I know. Like, I heard there was something with the full leaf extract that there could be uh, something bad with it. As opposed to, like, uh, I guess then there's this extract of the extract that, uh, let's look, stevia. Extra, yeah, probably. That's probably what it is. Unhealthy. Everything is cancerous. Everything. Yeah, what doesn't cause cancer? Freaking cancer sucks. Ugh. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Or stevia. Is stevia safe? And by the way, I'm just like clicking on the first website, so of course, you know, who knows? Could be bad. It's super sweetener. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't blah, blah, blah. It can cause... Okay, these are the claims against stevia. It can cause infertility. <gasps> oh, shoot. <laughs> has, I can't drink that. has a hormonal structure. It can act as a mutagen and cause cancer. It taxes the adrenals, causes hormone issues, causes hypoglycemia, lowers blood pressure, has dangerous lowers. additives, high in oxalates, tastes bitter. Before you go panicking or throw your stevia in the garbage, read on. Do you oh, have goodness. to, Do like, this drink, article? like, 50 gallons of it for it to cause infertility? Or was it just one pop? <laughs> it has to be mixed with additives. And... Uh... Totally. Okay. Stevia causes... Is stevia safe? One of the main concerns about stevia is that it affects fertility. There is information floating around it. the internet that there are studies showing that stevia caused infertility in rats. And that's pretty blah, blah, blah. Get to the fucking point. How long are these articles? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Well, we can put the issue to rest. There have been several studies showing contraception issues with stevia, but they have all been debunked. Take my word for it or click through here and read this article. See, I don't know. If, I don't know what to believe, Summer. I'm saying I heard it once somewhere, <laughs> but I I heard it and I asked my mom, and you know she's the guru of all this shit, and she was like, "No, it's fine." Yeah. So I mean, if she thinks it's fine and she thinks everything's poison, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. all right. If she thinks it's fine, I'll I'll, I'll risk it. Hopefully, the one the one can won't. Make me infertile. If, if you never have kids, you can blame me. Blame it on me. Can you. of grape soda. <laughs> it was that one can of grape soda, Jesse. <laughs> you asshole. Oh, it'd be sad. Oh my goodness. So are you excited for Thanksgiving? I am. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not nervous? No. Nope. Have all the family together? No. Are you nervous? 
Not really. I don't know. It's kind of weird. My uh, grandma's kind of a hot button these days, it seems, you know? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of grandma these days? So you saw the podcast. What did you think? I thought it was really good. I liked hearing, like, family history. Yeah. I did. Like, I, I feel like I've heard, we've heard these stories, you know, but it's, like, kind of nice to hear it all come together. By the way, I'm not going to ask you about masturbation, so don't worry. Great, that's, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool with grandma, but my little cousin, that's weird. Um, but you're right. That's So there were so many of those stories that I am obviously still learning. I'm new at this. And the first, like, three times we did it, which is by that time, if you watch the beginning, it's hilarious. Because she's like, again? <laughs> yeah. And so there, the stories would change. So, like we were saying. What changed? What's, what kind of things just, changed? I mean, nothing big. Just little things like with her and Auntie Kit and disputes in Michigan. You know? Um, little, I don't know, little just instant, not insignificant, big. but... But like yeah, like talking Not about big details. This this second time, the, that last time I was trying to record, I had to start over because we'd be talking about their move to Ohio. Yes. And then she'd start talking about something from when they were back in Milwaukee. Uh huh. And I'm still thinking we're in Ohio, you know. Yeah. And she'd I'd be like, was this, you know? And she was just getting mixed. D details mixed up. Yeah, and I'd be like, but you were telling me that from the last time that was in Milwaukee. So I tried, like, we started over, and I just tried not to correct her anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of guide the conversation in the way that, since we'd done it as many times as we did, I already knew it was going to kind of go. Right, right. But. I think there was an incident. I got clarification from mom and dad about your parents. Because I oh, actually yeah. liked hearing about your parents, too. Right? Because. It's crazy, her perspective, right? Interesting, interesting yes. Interesting, yeah. Um. But I liked hearing about, yeah, when they were, like, teenagers and things like that. and Or even when, when Daniel was born. And they moved to Texas. And then Aunt Dawn moved back to Arizona. Okay. Keep going. Right? Um, Aunt Dawn moved back to Arizona, but Uncle Jim was still in Texas. I'm water. But then oh. all of a sudden we talk. Do you want to drink my water? No, no, no. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. But all of a sudden it jumped to like Colorado when Aunt Dawn moved to Colorado. Yeah. And then Uncle Jim came back and didn't have a place to stay or something. So she he stayed at Grandma's house on the bench outside. Yeah. I, like, I feel like there was like some little like confusion and like there that was. story. My, yeah, that's what my dad said is there was definitely discrepancies with that. Like And my parents my parents said, Yeah, he slept out on the bench or whatever. Yeah. For who knows what the true reason is, yeah. you know? Like not surprised that he did, you know? Like What was grandma's reason again? I can't remember what she said. She Oh, because he insisted. Yeah. <laughs> he insisted on not sleeping inside. But chances are Yeah, no, he insisted on sleeping why. outside Probably. on a bench in Michigan in the middle of the night. See, yeah. see that wasn't that was in Michigan? Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was that was See, and according to him, that was at grandma's Gra Olga's Yeah. house. Bingo. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We all know probably why that yeah. happened. Oh, oh, because she said because they were teenagers, and you know, yeah. teenagers at the time. Yeah. And your parents also definitely didn't have sex before, before Daniel too. Surprisingly. <laughs> Is uh, that true? Well, um. Because of her good Mormon 
um, upbringing, your mom? According to my mom, they had sex before marriage. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they did. But It's hard not to. She said that they did it once, and they had already been fooling around Uh before that. She said they did it once, and they were like, the Catholic guilt in her was so strong that they were like, it wasn't worth it. So they kept, they, they, so they, they stopped. They did it once and they stopped, <gasps> according to my mom. That's amazing. That's pretty. <laughs> that's amazing for how long they dated before they got married. That's how much Catholicism fucked my mom up. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's how, how much, I look at it. How much the, the wrong portrayal of Catholicism <laughs> got, I mean, because I don't believe in You'd sex before. You'd say that's before. how I, it I'm saved her. Sex I don't believe in sex before marriage. Yeah, yeah, I think that's beautiful. Like, I yeah. think that's like, wow, good for them. Because that freaking takes a lot of self-control. Or they would have done it more before they got married. And my mom would have been like, oh, this is not the guy for me. And they would have never... <laughs> but, well, I don't know. <laughs> anyways. Don't anyways. Know. So, anyways. Yeah, they're just... Um, interesting. So, stuff. what's your impression of my parents from back then? Mm. We got grandmas. Let's hear yours. So, they got divorced when you were six. Okay. Right? I think six, yeah. Six I was or seven. four. So this is all I remember happening. Um, loved going over to your guys' house. Love Uncle Jim. Still love Uncle Jim. I hope he listens. Good times. <laughs> he probably will. Um, Hi, Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking at Hi, Uncle Jim. <laughs> um, and um, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they were separate, separated. It was just sudden to me. Yeah. And it's like growing up. I didn't know why. Growing up, we never saw it as kids, right? I but don't then, think like, we did. As grown ups, can you look back and see, like, oh, all those times, like, you guys would come over and hang out? Where was my mom? Right. She Where was, was she? Never there, dude. Like, at least to yeah. my memories, there was. I mean, she was there, not that she there was. There was family gatherings. Abandoned us, yeah. No, and she was there. <laughs> yeah. But, like she said, in that house, you'd walk into the main door. And it went downstairs and upstairs. to the basement and upstairs to the main floor. Yeah. And when they both walked in... Separate? They'd go each their own separate ways. And so you guys would come over and we'd like be hanging out in the basement. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. yeah playing. And like I think we had a hammock down there or whatever. And that was, we were finishing the basement and the fun that, yeah. stuff. I remember before we finished the basement, we had a big rug and a TV down there. I'd sit down there in front of that TV and watch... Nickelodeon and uh, specifically Snick. Snick. Remember, that? Remember Snick is what they call. I thought oh, I Snick. thought they called it Snick, which was like Teen Nick. I thought it was called Snick at the time. I thought, yeah, and it was I had all that. that. Oh, okay, so that's all that was on Snick. I'm gonna look up Snick now. Yeah. Yeah. And I would watch like all that old school, all that like. Back when it was good. Yeah, Snick was a two-hour programming block on the American Cable te- that Television is so Network. so funny. Nickelodeon. Snick. It was, it ran from 1992 to 2004, which in 2004. Dude, it ran to 2004? Yeah, but that's the thing. It obviously ran out because it wasn't, it ran its course. But in the 90s, dude, Snick was the shit. All that was the best. Yeah. Then Amanda there was, Bynes. uh-huh. Huh. And then there, Keenan and Kel was Keenan and Kel Kenan on and Kel. Snick. Yep. <laughs> Who loves orange soda? <laughs> Hello's orange soda. <laughs> that was so good. And then... And then Summer Sanders was on whom I'm named after. Summer Sanders. Word? Yep. 
Because she won the gold medal in swimming the summer I was born. <laughs> and then your sister ends up being the swimmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what was that slime show? Yeah. Um, guess, no, not guess who. Um, <laughs> they asked questions. It was a game show, and then if you got it wrong, the slime would fall on them. Oh, let's see. Nick line, or Snick lineups. Um, Ryan Stimpy, are you afraid? Of, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Oh. So good. Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> I'm gonna Google these shows when I get home to watch, dude. What's the show you were thinking though? Because I know which one you're talking about. The slime show. Slime show, yeah. Where they, they, ask questions. Do you remember what was it? Temple of Doom or? Uh, temple hidden legends of the hidden temple. Legends of the hidden temple. Oh yeah. I don't think that was Snick, but that shit. No, was that was bad. good. That was so good. Oh. Yeah. A lot of our games are, like, things we played was based off of, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Animorphs. Remember Animorphs? Oh, I don't that think like I watched Animorphs. Year. Did they... I actually they, got into Animorphs. Did they, like, like morph into animals Yeah, or like, they turn into a puddle and then, like, morph into an animal or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's more of a boy show, I think. Or, no, maybe I'm mixing two up. I think they turned into animals. What's the girl that turned into a puddle? Do you remember what I was talking about? No. Was that the Secret World of Alex Mack? Ooh, I don't remember that. I might have been too little for that. I think that's the one. I don't know. But I know what show you're talking about where it was the think, slime game show. Think that. Think all. I don't know. I can't think of it. Anyways. Slime game show Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's what I'm going to look up. Uh-oh. Someone just liked me on OkCupid. Okay What's up? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's all right. Derek and Danielle met on Match.com. Really? They did. Oh, my friend. He met his on uh, Plenty of Fish. That can happen. Yeah, it really can. Slime game show. Okay, 12 Nickelodeon game shows that you wanted to be on. Legends of the Hidden Temple, yep. 93 95. Fuck, that show was so... <sighs> Legend, that one's so Double cool. Dare. Uh, I don't Double that. Dare. You remember Figure It Out? Did that was it. Out. That was it. That was the slime. I one. think that was the slime one. Figure yes, it out. And if you didn't, you'd get slime. Yep, that was it. Oh, uh, but then Nickelodeon just went crazy with the slime. They started sliming everything. Everything, yeah. That was it... so cool. What was the slime? Did it taste good? <laughs> I always wonder if it tasted good. Like they know. should have had a flavor. I always imagined it being flavorful. Do you remember what would you do? Ninety one and ninety three. That was nope. the one. What would you do? Think fast. What would you Wild do? and Crazy Kids. Do you remember Wild and Crazy Kids? Yeah, what was that? Uh, Wild and Crazy Kids. I don't, remember. I, don't, I don't remember. I just remember it was awesome. Dude, our childhood the shows, was awesome. The shows back then were the best. Way right. better than now. So I remember sitting on the basement. We had this oh, yeah. rug. and sit in front of that TV and just sit in front of the TV you know, uh -huh. and watch. Then we finished the basement. My grandpa came from Texas to help out. Uh -huh. But yeah, I remember you guys would come. We'd hang out. But it's Every like, weekend because my dad didn't have... They moved here and didn't have friends but Uncle Jim and Aunt Dawn. Yeah. So and, that's and, who Dad and for a little know. while, we literally lived right across the street. We did? By the by where the Sonic is now. The or condo? Where they, the, yeah. Or the duplex or whatever the heck that is? Mm-hmm. You guys lived across the street? Remember that? Or you know where that donut place is now? What's it called? Donut House or no? Uh, the coffee place. The drive through coffee place. place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right there on the corner? That was our backyard. That house, I never knew you were that close. That place, right along the street, right across the street from you guys, yeah. Oh. So we lived so there. So super close. For then. a short minute between the blue house and the ptarmigan. Place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I don't. I'd never. Yeah. Looking back at it now, it's like yeah. 
There was some stuff. Well, yeah, then you look back and I'm like, oh, my mom really wasn't... She was there, but it's like... Yeah, I always remember Uncle Jim. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, then all of a sudden they're divorced. And then all of a sudden I remember... I don't even remember hardly ever a time when there's that those memories, but then, then there was Penny. I remember the first time meeting Penny. We, like, were driving because your dad moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. So we were driving to see Uncle Jim in Denver, and that's when I met Penny. Okay. So do you I'm remember sure. their place? Was were this... they living together at that time? Well, he had his own apartment in Denver, but then they moved in together pretty quick after that. I don't know how quick it was, but maybe a year okay. after that. I, I just remember, like, an apartment. It just, yeah. my memory just seems like it Question. looked dark. Do you remember brown or pink? Hair? No. Like, so <laughs> color-wise, you said it was dark? Then it was probably my dad's place. Because I remember my dad's place, for some reason, being like this dark. I don't want to say dingy, but no, it was no, smaller no. and dark. Dark. Just I just remember yeah. it being dark. And then Penny's place was like, like you know that tan, light carpeting? The walls were light. I remember like having this pinkish hue for some reason. Okay, yeah, nope. So nope. like, no? Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. I just remember dark. So that was probably my dad's place. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I remember Uncle Jim would still come over to give us stuff for Christmas and stuff and then all of a sudden we're at Penny and Uncle Jim's wedding when I was six. Ah you were six? Damn because I was little too. Yeah at, didn't wasn't it at like the Fairfield Inn or something? Yeah so I was only if you were six and I was only eight or going on nine eight or nine. Yeah, I just remember Dad um, yeah, having to get the, the cowboy hat and the yep. cowboy and we went to the big yellow place in Johnstown that with the yellow roof. Yeah, yeah, which is not open anymore. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what that is. Place. But that's where Dad got all the cowboy stuff. Yep. Yeah. So it's really vague. Very, very vague. You were little, yeah. Uh-huh. But even those years are vague for me, so. Yeah. So then what do you remember going forward after that? Um, after that? Okay, so marriage. Like, I guess, what are your fondest memories with after that with Dad and Penny? Um... We'd go over to your guys' house a lot yeah. in Johnstown, and Penny would make the best salsa in the whole wide world. <laughs> so good. I remember, too, when you f- they first got the house yeah. and all the dirt hills yes. in the back. We'd because there wasn't yeah. any any houses really around then quite yet, You're right? first. Yeah, and so all the dirt, all the dirt hills that we'd, like, playing and things like that yep. um and then little jim and daniel were kind of mean he'd come over to and hang out i feel like yeah i remember they Still. were mean but i felt like that was always at dad and penny's i didn't know he ever came or i mean at, at uh tony and jim's i didn't know he ever came over to our place in I, I think so yeah unless huh. that memory is like because where did your mom live at that time near winona is that where she moved right yep. away? Yep. So it could have been memories of him being not very nice at Winona. What Winona. do you mean by not very nice? Wasn't ever nothing, not oh, extreme? I, no, I just remember him being mean. And I just remember them being mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. If we're going to be honest, really, really mean to you. Yeah? How so? They Tell me. Tackle, I probably they those would, years out. They would tackle you down yeah. and hold you down, and you're little still. You know, mm-hmm. you're little, little boy, and Daniel was a little older, so he's bigger. Yeah. And they would, yeah, just kind of, it'd be wrestling, but it'd be mean, I think. 
too yeah. neat too much i think it was <laughs> i don't yeah. i don't really remember a lot of those years uh Maybe that's why, but I definitely, if I remember correctly, yeah, remember there being some, what other people might consider traumatic memories. Probably, I would say they were, yeah, yeah. But, I, I think Daniel might have broke my ankle when I was little, like, I, my ankle's always been messed up, but, I don't know about broke, but tweaked for... Sprung it hard, he would, he would put me in these submission holds from wrestling. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell me to give up. And I'm such a stubborn little fucker. I've always been, even back then. I was like, yeah, I won't, you know? And he, yeah. And I always had a high tolerance for pain, because he was always putting me through shit. So he would literally twist until, like, crack, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oops, don't tell that. <laughs> of course, I go running. Shoot. But, yeah. yeah, during those times in that Winona place, I remember there being a lot of... But... In his defense, man, I mean, we were all alone. He was basically taking care of me, too, so there was a weird... Our, oh. re- our relationship got weird for those years, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, and there's stories that, you know, that he's told Dad, and Dad's, like, told us, and it's like, crap, man. Just, just crappy stuff. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me grab my water, and then you gotta tell me. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want, no, I don't want to talk bad about anybody. Oh, come on. <laughs> You don't want to around any dirty laundry? No, I don't want to talk about anybody bad. <sighs> bad things, you know? But just stuff that kids shouldn't have to go through, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That me and Danielle definitely didn't go through. I just wonder, like, what? Because <laughs> I don't know. I guess we, we, we talk about it afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings <laughs> those were those were different years man yeah but and then and then you okay so you were you lived at aunt dawn's for a little and then i remember there being a, a point when suddenly you guys got the choice to live at uncle jim's for full time if i remember correctly the way that it worked is they didn't want to split us up, at least by they. If Penny tells the story correctly, she you know says that she insisted. Because legally, there became a legal age where Daniel was able to make the, the decision. choice. Yeah. Okay. And Daniel was like, I'm going to live with Dad, period. Because was he a teenager? He was, yeah. I think okay. he was 13. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so that would have made me, what, seven? And I guess Penny, you know... According to her, she was the one that said, no, like, we're not taking him without him. Like, it's a package deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't want to split us good. up. Yeah. And so that's when we moved to my dad's, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I remember, yeah, you guys moving there full time, and you'd come in back on the weekends. Yep. For Aunt Dawn. And then, obviously, I came back to live with my mom, because there was too many rules at my dad's place. Yeah. I was like, nah, I want to be the maker of my own... You know, my own destiny. I want mm-hmm. to decide what time I go to bed. I want to decide if I shower or not. <laughs> Which was, were not good decisions for a kid to be making, by the way, at that age. So, um, Yeah. And, and you guys, all the while, were... When did you guys move out of your house? 1256 Beretta Drive. Okay. <laughs> the, green, the green and white house? Green and white. I remember... The ranch. The one that you, um... I remember the brick place. Brick. No? Kind of brick. 
I felt like it was all brick, and you guys had strawberries out back, and your neighbor had, that's where- Corey and Nick were yeah. the neighbors, yeah. With the ferrets. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. We moved out of there when I was in second grade. Oh, wow. So I was young. Mm-hmm. So you were fourth grade. That's when, so was Danielle going to middle school yet? Danielle started Irwin. Irwin, right when you moved? At, yeah, at 1256, and then, and then we moved. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good house. It was. We had good memories fun. there. Uh-huh. You guys were always awesome to me. I mean, your parents took me with you guys to ta- Taos. Taos? Did <laughs> yeah. I say it right? You did? You almost said Taos. I, I, yeah, I started. I go ta- <laughs> Taos. 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 Yep. Yep. Um, say Fawcett. I would prefer to say it the correct way, Flossett. <laughs> <laughs> the correct way. Just I just didn't understand. Every time I spelt it out, I didn't understand why there wasn't an L in it. But. So then, let me ask you this. Because, like, the times, you guys were so awesome. You'd take me to Elitch's. You took me to Taos with you. But I was such an emo kid. Like, what do you remember of that? What do you remember of that, Jesse? Emo, Jesse, listen to Fall Boy and Kanye West. <laughs> I was always worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> I was always like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Life's it was... so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Life's so hard growing up a white boy in Colorado. I mean, to be fair, you got, you got a little bit of shaft. But, and you're an emotional man anyways, in general. Touche. <laughs> um, which is not bad. But, yeah, I think I was always just worried about you. But you play the... Am I still worried? Yeah. Not that you'd kill yourself. Good. <laughs> yeah, not in that sense. <laughs> You're like, I'm still worried about you. It's just a different kind of worried. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but um, you always play my guitar in our house. Yeah, you had a My small mini. guitar. I love that guitar. I love that guitar. that guitar. Everett and Kendall have it. Oh. Well, you should teach him. You should you should teach him how to play it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's one of my regrets. You know, not a regret. I don't regret it because I always chose dance over everything else, which yeah. is why I never like learned a whole lot of anything else. Because I took my guitar lessons. I think I took a guitar lesson at the Chilson for like a year or half a year or something like that. Yeah. But I never like continued on with it because Did, I always chose dance. Was it like classical lessons? Was it taught by a dude with long fingernails? Ooh, uh, I don't remember the long fingernails, but it was an older, old man. I think okay. we played like, you know, like something like Twinkle, Twinkle, <laughs> like gotcha. it was easy stuff. Because yeah. I took a class at the Chilson, but I think Penny probably signed me up for like, because I already knew, she knew I knew how to play, but I don't know notes or anything like that. Or how to like read, yeah, yeah, the music. I don't know how to read music. So she signed me up for like a intermediate, like, yeah, you know how to play. And it was taught by a dude who was like classical guitarist, and he had long fingernails. It grossed me out because he would, you know, he was like, give me a pick, and I'm going to strum, and I want to play punk rock, not that shit. So that lasted, yeah, not very long. Yeah. You remember when put me, uh, plus tax. You remember when Penny put me in tennis lessons? Did you ever Were know about that? in middle that? school? No, it was for one summer. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember that. <sighs> Danielle, I took tennis lessons, too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't regret it. I'm not dissing tennis at all. 
But Brian Regan, if you haven't seen his new special, he's a comedy uh, comedian. He's got a new special on Netflix, and he's got this hilarious bit just about the scoring in tennis. Really? So he's like, it makes no I like sense. Brian Regan. He's like, where else in life do you say love for zero? He's like, you never look at your bank account, and you're like, oh no, I have love. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> but I don't know. I want to ruin all his jokes, but it's funny. And it, I played tennis for a while. That was probably the one thing that I was always like, what the fuck? Like, 15, 30, what? Anyway. But, yeah, she put me in tennis lessons for a year, for a summer, and then, like, the next year is when I got heavy into skating. I was wearing girl pants, remember? Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. And I came home from, uh, like, basketball game or something at school, and girls would give me their pants because we were the same sizes. And so I'd get free pants from girls at schools. So I came home with like thing girl pants and Penny goes like, are you bi? That's <laughs> what you thought? Yeah. She asked me if I'm bi. She's like, I know you like girls, but do you like boys too? I and you're like, no, I just want to wear a Yeah. <laughs> I was pants. so shocked. But that I was... was the fashion for like a, a punk it was, kid. Well, it was cool. I was doing it before it was cool, but I wish I had the presence of mind at that time to be like, hey, you're the one who put me in tennis lessons. <laughs> <laughs> like hey this is you're to blame no that's good i was just so shocked and offended i was like oh my god because i was already getting called gay at school right oh. but that was like we were doing it before it was cool because I, I can tell you exactly who i blame for it damien keen gotta give him credit do you remember damien did you ever meet my friend he was the best skater in the school and he wore girl pants he came from washington he was the new kid the cool kid he could skate better than all of us, and he wore girl pants. <laughs> yeah. So we all started wearing girl <laughs> pants. And then it became the thing, and you saw it in fashion. And so, I hate to say it, we were cool before it was cool, but we were doing it. And, and then, yeah, it became the emo. Uh-huh. That's why I always said I was, I was emo before emo was cool, or before it was seen. Because I'd paint my nails black, right? Eyeliner. Eyeliner, which mm-hmm. I stole from your mom. <laughs> really? I, I didn't steal her eyeliner, but I mean, that's where I got it from, because... Ozzy Osbourne. Yep. So. Yeah. I was always into that shit. And then it became cool. And then I was like, I'm going to wear button-ups now and Nikes. <laughs> I, uh, it's cool to be uncool, so I'm going to try to be cool now. I don't know how the fuck this works. It's a weird life. It's a strange life we're living in summer. It is. It really is. I think I've been pretty summer swisher my whole life. You've been very summer swisher your whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. So I I try to give grandma props in the podcast, right? Where I was like, "You're the most, aus- you're so authentic." Like, that's why I look up to you in a way. And meanwhile, she's lying through her teeth, and I'm like, "Okay, I take back being authentic." But so I I think I could say about you, you are a hundred percent authentic. Have you ever told a lie in your life? <laughs> she has to think about it. She'll Pro- like, prob- oh. probably be- yes, I have. Okay. But not like, I don't think a huge lie. I guess when Danielle threw that party that one time, I did lie for her. Yeah. But it was like for for the sake of, you know, like, (laughs) and and I have like, I sure, I for sure I've lied, but like kid lies or things like that. Yeah. You you feel it's better to lie than to (laughs) lie? But, but I, I try, I'm very honest and truthful. I think if anything, because I definitely care what people think about me. Like, I am yeah. a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's in the 
aspect of like well I mean like you know I'm not a total I don't want to be a total dork like I don't want to be like <laughs> someone you know, uh, Amish you know like yeah. where I'm like not in with the style or anything like that yeah. so like you know the basics of like clothing wise clothing and stuff, and yeah. stuff. I want to be like in fashion and things like that but yeah. I've in general like been pretty yeah pretty summer swisher well, you're... I want people to think I'm good, so I always try to choose good and, yeah. you know, things like that, but... And you stay up to date with the trends, but you're modest, but not, like, Amishly modest, but you're not... Yeah. I'm not gonna compromise. So trendy that you're gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, like, did you ever have an enemy in high school? Um, yeah. never an enemy, but I can name a person that didn't like me. Yeah? Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and and it was, like, on accident. It was, like, a, a miscommunication. Misunderstanding, yeah. It was, yeah, because um, I think she didn't like me because... Um, because I, I ignored her. Or I turned down an invitation for mm-hmm. her to hang out with me because I wanted to hang out with my boyfriend, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But who was going to break up with me that day or something like that. But I guess I was rude to her and said I'd hang out with her and, like, didn't or something. Wow. And then I think, like, her boyfriend at the time might have, like, kind of liked me too or something like that. Uh-huh. So she kind of didn't like me because I would talk to him still. But it wasn't out of, like, ill intention of to try to win him over. It was just because he was my friend. Yeah. So I think she didn't like me. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think she I really She really didn't had... have a good reason. It was, yeah, kind of misunderstanding. Yeah. It wasn't because... Or her own insecurity, kind of, it sounds like. I know. think so, yeah. Because that's one thing I... Because by my standards, you were a dork. You <laughs> really? Were, you, dude, come on. You were a total dork. I wasn't... I was. I wouldn't hang out with the people at school that partied or anything like that. Not because I thought yeah. they were bad, but because I didn't like to drink and get drunk, you know? So I didn't hang out with the cool kids. <laughs> really? That's the shriek I <laughs> But no, I'm... So let me finish. By my standards, you were a you were a dork. By my standards, not in a bad way. Yeah. But then, I came to go to school with you, mm. and I got to observe for myself because there was a part of me that was like, oh, I wonder how people are gonna treat my dorky cousin Summer, you know? <laughs> but you you blended in so nicely with this crowd of uh, misfits and degenerates and. Uh, right? Like jocks and like all the groups, you just, you, I'm sure you you did have friends that were the same as you, just innocent and sweet. And that's what I got to see is like, oh shit, like she's not, she's not conforming to no one, but no one has a problem with her. I never saw anyone have a problem with you or anyone. I was always feeling pressure from my peers. I felt like the cool kids were either pressuring me to be cool. And then once I was trying to be cool and they were like laughing at me because I was trying to be cool and pressuring me not to be cool, you know? Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that weird. And yeah. you were so genuinely summer. You were so authentic that nobody fucked with you from what I could tell. That's true. I was friends with pretty much everyone. Yeah. Like I had friends in choir. I had friends in band. I had the church friends. I had friends in cross country. I had friends in key club. I had friends in NHS. Yeah. I had friends. I was always, I didn't ever hang out with the people that partied, but I would talk to them in class. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. I. 
Like I came in. I was friends with people who didn't have friends. I came in exactly, and I came in ready to defend you. Like I came in ready (laughs) to be like, "Hey, that's my cousin Summer. She's cool, dude." But if anything, you probably ended up defending me to other people. Like, "Hey, he's he's a little crazy, but that's my cousin. I swear he's he's got good intentions. He's sweet. I promise." So I don't know. It was funny how. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I loved when he came to Love and High. Yeah. That last I, year. I liked, yeah, I liked that. Like, I could be like, that's my cousin. And people were surprised that you were my cousin. Of course they were. Because we are very, we, <laughs> we are very different, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> we're just a little different. So that's why I thought this podcast, though, was going to be so awesome. Because I'm like, we are, I don't, I don't think two people could get more different. But we're so open to sharing with each other yeah which i love so thank you for that Mm -hmm. thank you for doing this with me today Mm -hmm. yep and it's really cool to have that kind of relationship with someone where you can be completely open and honest and like you said you're you're already an open honest person i'm really not always (laughs) i mean i i i am learning to be more and more every day but i can definitely be a deceiver at times and with you it's like i can just I, like, I try to shock you, and you never seem... You're shocked? You, I, I feel like you get shocked, but I'm not going to lie, Summer. I feel like your shock is always sometimes like a mock shock. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know exactly what I mean. A <laughs> mock shock. Yeah, because you're like, oh, Jess, oh my goodness, right? But I feel like in the back of the mind, like, you're like, oh, this idiot. I knew he would do this one day or say this, like... No? Are you ever genuinely shocked by my behavior? I, I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, like, I think you've taught me a lot, but I'm shocked, but it doesn't ever make me love you less, think differently of you. I just think you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's unconditional love, man. If I've ever heard it, you're like, okay, you can get arrested, you can do this and that. I look at you, and I'm like, man, I don't love you any less, but you're just, you're just wrong. <laughs> but you just got it all wrong. So, oh, I did yeah. this with grandma then. Okay, so then going forward, what would your advice be for me or for anyone else out there? Like, what do you feel like I could be doing right? Feel free. Go ahead. What you could be doing right? You. You personally. Jesse. Yes, ma'am. I know. Hot seat Jones. You're on the spot. Hmm. Um. It's a loaded question, Okay, I know. Okay, ready? Yep, here it is. To surrender. To just, like, let go. Just let go. Of the past, of crap, everything. Just surrender to let go. And um, to forgive. And to stop running away from the fact that life is filled with suffering. Which sucks. But to just to embrace it and learn how to find joy 
Unless it's for me too. Advice for myself. I'm going to say this is great advice for anyone. <laughs> to learn how to find joy and um, peace amidst suck. Because <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. That's what I'd say. I think that that is uh, extraordinary advice for <laughs> anybody, especially myself. Um, <laughs> Comes yeah. from the saints, probably. <laughs> taught me well. I'm a little speechless, man. That was that was touching. So <laughs> but it's true. Good. Yeah, it it's true. And you're right. And that was very Buddhist of you. I mean, the saints, you could say. But I mean, the whole accepting that life is full of suffering. And you're right. When I do that is in the moments when, like... There's moments where I have been, I say it's Buddhist because there's this quote from Buddha that I'm failing to remember off the top of my head, but there's been a moment I can remember or two where I'm freaking the fuck out like I do. Yeah. Depressive, manic state or whatever. And then I just have this realization that it's like, this is life, man. And this is not going to be the end of it. This is just going to, this is the way it is, you know? And yeah, life is suffering. And when you quit running from that idea and you just accept it, and it's like, in my most manic states, I've I've been, like, leveled off and calmed and, like, oh. And that's, to some people, really pessimistic way of, I mean, it's true. But some people look at that as pessimistic, right? But, like, this is crazy, but there's beauty in the suffering. Like, oh, you can find beauty beautiful. in the suffering. You can. Yeah. You can. And, like, Yeah. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> or else it's terrible. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It can be terrible. So what do you think of this? What do you think of the podcast? On that note, I, I'm going to say that we could wrap this up because that's like, <laughs> I don't think you can say anything better after that. But what do you think of this? I think it's good. I think yeah. it's good to uh, hear other people's life and perspective. Their input. Yeah, their perspective. Their, yeah, perception. Perception awesome. of life. Yeah. How do you... Okay, well... How do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I'm impressed... Hot seat Jones. I'm, I'm impressed that you have uh, questions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like... Are how? they meaningful? Yeah, Are yeah. Like? I think we've had some good conversations. Cool. Thank mm-hmm. you. Because yep. I, I definitely am insecure as fuck. If anyone knows me, they know that. <laughs> and so I'm wondering, like, huh? Yeah. But I think if I just do this for fun, even if it's just for this, like, even if it's just archiving my family, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, like, this I is, know it wasn't it. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. And this is cool to... And, like, your your mom was so surprised. Like, two hours? But you know what I mean now, right? Like, yeah. Two hours gives you time to get... Get fucking deep like you just did. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like to be deep. Well, thank you again, Summer. For me, my Thanks, guest on the special Thanksgiving edition of The Jesse Loam Show. <laughs> I love you. Love High you five. Too. We did awesome. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>